Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at GBS Global Wealth Management. It's 7 o'clock in the morning London time on Thursday the 6th of July. The US Federal Reserve minutes did exactly what was expected, exposing discreetly the extent of the factional divisions that exist within the Federal Reserve. There was nothing in the minutes to deter markets from expecting a rate hike at this month's meeting. Whether that's the right thing to do is a totally different question. The minutes are necessarily a brief summary, and the purpose of minutes is not to record what was said, but to protect people. Nonetheless, the discussion of the labour market reported in the minutes seems unnecessarily simplistic, almost naive. There was muttering about the tightness of the labour market. This seems to be focused entirely on the unemployment rate and payrolls. There was no discussion of the divergence of labour market indicators, nor of the catastrophically bad real wage growth that has occurred, not for a quarter or two, but for years. Surely, if workers find themselves unable to bargain for a stable standard of living, there's something not tight about the labour market. We have the potential for more labour market confusion today with the JOLTS data from the states on job openings and layoffs. The crucial point to remember here is that vacancies recorded in such data are not total job vacancies, but just externally advertised job vacancies. As job hopping increased after the pandemic, that will have increased the reported vacancy rate without having any effect on the number of actual job vacancies. It's simply that fewer vacancies were filled with internal candidates. The JOLTS data is also an example of the problems of data quality. So few companies actually supply data for this survey that there's a very legitimate question as to whether it should actually be published at all. With job churn declining, the reported vacancy rate is likely to come down, but the data quality issue means that this is a bit of a random number. There's also trade data and weekly initial jobless claims numbers from the United States as well. In the glittering wonder that is the euro, there's the release of retail sales, a real or a volume measure. These are likely to remain lower than they were a year ago, although the consensus of this is made up of so few forecasters to be essentially a joke. But the trend has been for falling retail sales for a while, reflecting the constraints that negative real wage growth places on a large number of consumers. And of course, the fact that profit-led inflation means more of a consumer's income goes to corporate profits and less goes to buying a volume of goods. German factory orders for May are a little out of date now, but are also going to be something of a focus in the wake of somewhat softer numbers from the States yesterday. The slower demand for physical goods fits with the idea of overall weaker demand from consumers, along with a distinct shift towards services rather than goods when it comes to spending. Nowadays, the remaining dregs of pandemic-era savings will be raided to buy the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity of a Beyoncé concert or a Swift concert or a Styles concert. They're less likely to be raided for buying a new washing machine or a piece of furniture. That's all for today. Have a good day.
UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.